Good morning, everybody. Um, today's topic is to um, act like a consultant and not like a salesperson. And as I was putting that together, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the way you are, what in the world does that mean? And more importantly, how do I do that? You know, because really, I'm a salesperson. I sell things and I close sales. So what does that mean when I sell things to not act like a salesperson? Well, by adding value, see, we sell things by adding value to, uh, to people, and the adding value part of this uh, recipe or this um, system is what defines us more like a consultant rather than a salesperson. And if you can kind of, and I'm going to give an example of this in our own life in just a moment, but if you can just kind of start thinking along that line. So how do we start? You know, how do we do that? How do we not look like a salesman and look like a consultant? Well, one of the things I have found early on and, uh, is to make a statement that adds value to, to who you are and to the people. And uh, an example of that would be, you know, John and Mary, I ask questions because many times people have enough coverage in place and they really don't need anything. And I hope right now you're thinking, why in the world would Dick say something like that? Well, the why is more important than the what. And the, part of the reason of that is this statement allows the client to let their guard down and allows you to determine if they're adequately covered or not. See, if they are ad adequately covered, tell them so and let it go. Just move on. Now, let me give you an example in our own life. We have a heat pump that is leaking Freon. And it may go for a couple of months. It might go for a year. But in the dead of winter, when it's below zero, that might cook it. So what do we do? You know, we had a guy come out yesterday to go through the system with us and, and go over everything. And you know, I'm real big about education because I don't care what it is if you're buying it, you want to understand the education part. And this guy, was he, he used to install for this company, so he understands all that part. He also, uh, when he was doing installations, he was also the guy that went out in the dead of winter and fixed systems, and people paid overtime rates for it because they put it off too long. So he understands all that. And he took the time to educate us on, or educate me, on all the different systems that are available, why one is more efficient than another. And the process probably took about 40 minutes. And uh, now keep in, in mind, throughout this process, there's a yin and yang going on. I'm trying to figure out a way not to buy right now because, you know, there's never a good time to buy a furnace. And he's trying to figure out a way to make it comfortable and, uh, and, and logical for me to go ahead and make that decision. So we had that process going on he did not appear to be coming across like a salesperson. For example, we have the second heat pump that is quite old. He said, now that one is on the old kind of Freon. And as of January 1st, the use of that is illegal. He said, now if it's in your system, it, it's not illegal to do that. But when it goes, it cannot be recharged. So when it goes, you're immediately going to have to replace that system. So understanding that, that was one of his statements. He said, I said, well, would you replace it now? He goes, no. 
He said it's a secondary system. He said it might go for two or three years. He said use that puppy as long as it'll last. Just know that when it goes, that's what you're faced with. Well, see, that gave me the confidence to take him more as a consultant rather than as a salesperson. So, uh, you know, if they're not adequately covered, and, and how many people do we have that don't have living benefits? So if they're not adequately covered, show them where they're in a good place you know, this is where you're strong. You've got lots of death benefit or regular life insurance, but point out that a plan with foreclosure protection might be equally important or possibly more important than what they have. So, you know, when we make that statement, literally, when they think they're adequately covered and they let their guard down, that allows us then to find a place where they need more coverage. Now, you know, Limer does studies all the time on how many people have enough coverage, and it's like 91% of the population knows they need more coverage and intend to buy it sometime in the future. So you can just pretty well figure in our middle-class market area, 98% of the people don't have enough. So it's just a matter of us asking some questions to determine where there is a weakness. Now, I told a client yesterday, uh, uh, after sending her, the, she's an existing client, been one for 20 years, and I uh, sent her the video of Elizabeth Martinez Gianova um, and made the comment in the statement with it, because I told her I was going to send it to her, that I'm continually trying to make a list of people who don't need this coverage. And I laughed. I kind of chuckled with a smiley face. I said, that list is pretty small and eventually is non-existent. You'll understand why when you watch the video. Now, one of the things I'm trying to point out this morning is I have studied living benefits so much that I literally th think everybody who qualifies needs one of these policies. It's almost becoming a personal crusade for me. I mean, when you stop and think about 70% of the people who are 30 years old, between 30 and 70, 70% of them are going to have cancer, stroke, or a heart attack whether they beat it or not, but they're going to end up with one of those situations happen to them where they would need the benefits of the living benefits. Now, of those same people age 30, between age 30 and 70, how many of those do you think are going to die? A far, far, far less percentage than 70%. So the probability of them needing these living benefits and those living benefits literally keeping them in their home, keeping them from foreclosure, when you understand the fact that 3,000 families a day are having their home foreclosed on because of medical conditions, cancer, stroke, or heart attack that didn't kill them, or it's in the process of, of them dying from it. It doesn't matter, but they are losing their home, and the thoughts of losing your home while you're battling cancer in a death mode, I, I mean, I can't imagine anything much worse. So, and, and the beauty of it is, guys, we have the solution to that problem. Now, let's go back to where I made that statement, that many times people have enough coverage in place and they don't need anything. As we revisit that, why would I do that? What's the purpose? Well, focus on why we do it, not what it is. The purpose is to reduce the tension of the salesman selling versus the consumer not buying. This guy's, you know, when you're, it doesn't matter what you're buying, 
there's always a pushback because you're trying to, one, determine, is this the best price? Do I really need it? Is this the best product? Should I do it now? Should I do it later? There's always that yin and yang going on there. So when we make that statement, it reduces a lot of that tension between the salesman versus the consultant type thing. So understanding that makes all the difference in the world. Now, this is huge because many agents will come into the house. I can't tell you how many guys start their presentation. Oh, now, John and Mary, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to see how, how we can help you. Well, that's probably not true, and guys, the client knows it. See? Then why are you here? You're a professional visitor? You know, um, you look like and sound like a salesperson, which means you probably are. So how do we drive home the point that, you know, we're really there as a consultant? Well, one of the things is, going back to my original statement, if I'm not here to help you, why am I here? Well, you know, so we, we start off with a question at that point that looks, you know, John, um, if, if you didn't come home in six months, I always go six months out. If it's winter, I go summer. If it's summer, I go winter. I said, if you don't come home next summer because of a car wreck or a heart attack, how would Mary make the mortgage payment next month? Who's going to buy groceries? Who would pay the light bill? Guys, that's a real question and a real reality most people will be confronted with, and they never take time to think about it. So, And we have to learn to do it in a way that's not confrontational but genuine. You know, when you ask that question, how, how would Mary make the mortgage payment the following month? Pause for an answer and, and understand we're going to slow down a little bit here. Well, one answer they might give you is, well, Dick, we have savings. Yeah, I know, but how long would that last before there was a problem? See, we can ask that question in several different ways. We can ask it in a confrontational way, or we can ask it in a consultative way. And the consultative way is, well, I know you've got savings. Everybody's got some savings, but how long would that last before there's a problem? Well, now we're talking low and slow. You know, well, you've, you've got some savings. Well, how do you feel about using all your savings to live on while you're trying to decide what to do. See, I ask, I ask that because savings are supposed to be a safety net. You know, when life gets tough, when there's no safety net there, facing the fact that the savings are almost gone, the problem now is bigger than it ever was, and I don't have any backup. I don't have a plan B any longer. Now, I hope as you're listening to this on the call today, you're kind of seeing the progression here. See, you're leading the client to a conclusion that they should have already made or thought of on their own. That's the purpose in this. It's not that you're selling them on an idea. You're just leading them down the road. Oh, my gosh, never thought about that, you know, trying to live with no safety net of a savings there. And see, what we're trying to do, they realize but they've got their head in the sand. They've never been forced to look at this real reality that faces them. That's a sign of a good salesperson because they lead the people to the conclusion that they should have made on their own. Let's go kind of the next step here. John, in line with the living benefits, 
if you couldn't work for six months to a year battling poor health and went without a paycheck for six months to a year, how would you guys make your mortgage payment? Well, you're probably going to hear, one, I couldn't, or two, I would use money from my 401k, or three, what we just talked about, I would use savings. Well, you know, most people are in the same boat and use what little retirement they have to live on, and they end up retiring broke. See, this is part of the value of living benefits. Now, that's not what I tell them, but this is what I'm telling you to try to impress upon everybody on the call today. I hope everybody can see living benefits as a value even greater than I see it because that's the real value that we take to the home when we go in there. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's okay and safe to point out, you know, savvy savers have taken a different position for this for years. They save for years to build up a rainy day fund that equals one year's of, uh, worth of payments. Now, I would make this statement after I, I said that. You know, I hate to think about how long it would take most of our clients to do that, to create a rainy day fund through savings. But the good news is, because of you sending this letter back on mortgage protection, if you qualify, some of our clients can create a rainy day fund immediately for as little as 2 to $3 a day with those full benefits being available to them within one to five days after they do an application. Now, let's unpack that for just a minute. Most people I know don't have a rainy day fund. So if we can kind of shift the emphasis here from them buying mortgage protection as a secondary thing is we can create a rainy day fund for them almost immediately if they qualify through a life insurance policy. Guys, how valuable is that to people? You have just brought something to them. One, we've pointed out a problem that they have that they really know they've had, but they've ignored for years, and we've come up with a solution that allows them to create an immediate rainy day fund through living benefits and a death benefit, God forbid, that happens too. And now that we have in most states America with return of premium with living benefits, a forced savings program. So how in the world, if we can get in the house and get in front of the clients, I mean, you have literally brought the Swiss Army knife of life insurance into their home in a way that they've never thought of or never heard of before. So thinking in terms of we can help them create a rainy day fund for pennies on the dollar, and it kicks in in one to five days. If you're doing an e-app, sometimes it kicks in immediately. So look at the value we're taking into that house. Now, I, I found something else, and, and I'm hoping that's starting the process and the juice is flowing on the value of living benefits. But I ran across something that a major life insurance company put together, and they, the, the title of it was 19 Ideas for 18 Cases This Summer. In other words, 19 Ideas for You to Make 18 Sales in This Quarter. Guys, we have people making 18 sales a week, and most are making 18 sales in a month. But these were some of the ideas that they gave. Uh, the first one was just ask. You know, that's kind of a novel idea. 
uh, you're trying to make a sale there, ask about something for the children, ask about something for the spouse, ask about, you know, a final expense plan for a mother or a father or a family member or something that day. So just asking is a big deal. That's just a way to create one extra sale in that, that home. Uh, as you are sitting in the home, turn your head around and just look at other family members that are there, that uh, grandchildren that need a, a life insurance trust. See, the Mutual of Omaha children's plans don't get real fancy. You know, we could go in and do an IUL and do all this fancy footwork and stuff, but if it's a grandparent buying insurance on the grandchild, all the companies require, if the grandchildren live in Texas, that you do it on a Texas app, which means you have to be licensed there. You have to send the app to Texas to get the parent to sign the application, send it back, the grandparent signs it as the owner, and the grandparent has to sign it as the payer. The Mutual of Omaha policy, guys, the grandchild can be in any state in the country. And the grandparent can take out a life insurance policy. For, I usually write $30,000 as a minimum because on a newborn, that's $10 a month or $120 a year. I think everybody should be able to afford that. And they can write that in whatever state you're in on the grandchild in whatever state they live in. The grandparent uses the app that they have. Now, let me tell you the value of that policy. If you take out a $30,000 policy on that two-year-old, when that two-year-old becomes an adult, they can add $30,000 four times to that policy the grandparents established for them as a two-year-old. So I talk in terms of that being an insurance trust for that child. Because if that child plays football or soccer and gets injured and it becomes uninsurable, doesn't matter. <clears throat> Four times as an adult, they can still add $30,000 to that policy. So they've established a $150,000 insurance trust for that child, and they can do it no matter where the child lives. So that's an example of turning your head and just seeing other family members, extended family members that may need coverage. Um, there's always a self-completing college fund. You know, we think in terms of, oh, we got to save money for this child to go to college through a 529. And I'm not against 529s. But if that father gets killed in a car wreck the second year of that 529, there's two payments paid into that 529. That's all. It's done. If they have a life insurance policy to go with the 529, John, you know, we could do a 20-year term here for you that would complete that 529 if you weren't here to do it. And we can do that for $30 a month. Now, the, the beauty of it is if they've got three children, they do a $250,000 one, and there would be a certain amount of money going to each child. So here's another way of just looking around the room to find a way to complete something there. And the way to introduce that is, have you guys considered doing a 529 for college funding for the children? No, it's, it's just too expensive. We can't afford an extra $500 a year per child to do that. If you could see a way that you could provide a quarter of a million dollars for college funding for the children for, you know, two to three dollars a day, would you be interested? See, don't automatically volunteer what you've got. Find out if there's any level of interest or not. These are all ways that are listed on this 19 ways to create 18 sales in a quarter. Guys, you can do this in a month. 
many cases you could do it in a week. And one of the things they had listed there was mortgage protection. You know, and this, this piece goes back probably 30 years ago before mortgage protection was around. Uh, New York Life was just selling a life insurance policy to pay the mortgage off, you know, a 20-year term type thing. Well, we've got a mortgage protection plan that truly is mortgage protection because it's a Swiss Army knife of life insurance. You can get up to a quarter of a million dollars with no blood work. That's huge. Uh, if they become um, terminally ill, it advances death money to live on while they're uh, losing their life. If they're diagnosed with an illness that they're going to beat, it gives them money to live on so they don't have foreclosure setting in. So our, our, our mortgage protection truly is a mortgage protection that's much better. You know, uh, the return of premium. These are all things that if we can start becoming so well-tuned to what this is all about. I had a one-on-one -on -one last night with an agent, and we were talking about a particular topic. And I was sharing with him when I went through a training on tax-free retirement. That's a whole other call. But there were four things that we had to memorize in order to – and you had to have them in the right sequence, and you had to say them with the right uh, emphasis on – building value in it, and we practiced. We went into the training at 8 o'clock in the morning, and by 4 that afternoon, we were required to give that presentation. It was simple, and when I gave it to him on the phone last night, I could tell he's saying, well, that's no big deal. Yeah, true. Uh, it's no big deal. However, um, being able to do it and present it in such a way that it's effective is all the difference in the world, and that's why the practicing was so important. So I'm hoping today we are just aiming you in the right direction because we have so many new people on the call that you start seeing the value in not only what Equus brings to the table in terms of lead generation, what Equus brings to the table in terms of allowing you to build a team if that's your desire, uh, allowing you to hire people even if it's not your desire that come to you to want to know what's going on and you benefit from that using the system to help bring them in. Uh, the value of the products that the carriers have created for us to sell, there's all value here that's through the Equus system that a lot of us just really need more, more training and more thought and more processing of what we really do bring to the table. So I hope this starts the stage today for you setting the stage for that, and where you'll come back and, hey, Dick, would you clarify this? And I want to compliment all of you, especially the new people that worked over the holiday. I got a lot of calls about going over phone script, about going over pro product uh, pricing, and, and going over presentations. Guys, that's how we get better. I got calls from the home over the holidays. It was all really a, a great time for us as a business.